Welcome to our podcast with Emma and Julie, where parenting is at the heart of what we do. Rewind, reset, renew. Hi, Julie. Hi, Emma. I think today, are we going to be looking at emotions? Yeah, a little bit about emotions and co-regulation strategies. So last time we talked about being self-regulated as an adult so that we can support our dysregulated children. This is called co-regulation. And I'm going to just read a quote about why co-regulation is important from Jennifer Neurick. Co-regulation is where one nervous system calms another. It happens when you have a caregiver who is attuned to you as a child. They can use their body and tone and pitch of their voice and their breath to anchor safety for you as a child and calm you down. So I thought that was really key. Co-regulation is using yourself as an adult and your calm state to support your child that's not calm and there's lots and lots of ways that you can help your child julie have you got any tips have i got any tips i have but i think first i'd like to ask you why are emotions important and why do we need to be able to identify with them right brilliant question so in the past when we rewind, because that's part of our strap line. When you rewind and you remember, you as a child, definitely us, Julie, this is true for us. Whenever we (laughs) felt angry, our parents and the strategies that they used were to kind of put you on the naughty step or send you away and say, go and sort yourself out and come back when you're not angry, Um, which meant that we had to deal with it all by ourselves when we had no clue what to do and how to do it. And we then perceived anger or whatever the thing, the emotion was that they didn't like. We, we then perceived that that, that was negative and we, wasn't, we weren't allowed to feel like that and we weren't allowed to express that because that was a negative emotion. So all I want to do now and we want to do as a, as a team, we want to kind of say all emotions are normal and they're not negative or positive emotions, they just are. So sadness, fear, anger, frustration, uh, discomfort, uh, upset, upset, anything like that, anything like that at all is completely normal and we are supposed to feel the feels. And I think as adults, we sort of feel that our children are not allowed to have those emotions. I mean, how many times do we say or see parents say, why are you acting like that? You know, how dare you stamp your feet? How dare you do this? You know, you should know better, you're three. And actually, really, should they? Yeah. Can we do that? You know, we still do that as adults. So, uh, you know, our expectations are not real by doing that. And I think one of the key points of emotions is, you know, they're there, aren't they? So if we can regulate and understand our emotions, it helps us to respond to external things in our own life and actually not blow our top and actually think about it and put it in real terms and use our own strategies. And I think that's what we want to help you do, is have a think for yourself how maybe you can regulate yourself to help regulate your children. Mm. So emotions cause us to feel, think and act in different ways. Uh, And all all emotions are normal and should be felt and expressed. So all emotions are allowed. And we just have to hold space for our children so that they can express how they feel. So 
Let's have a look at some tips then. Yeah. So maybe we could do some roller coaster breathing. And what that means is holding your hand up, like giving somebody a five, and breathe in and breathe out as you go up and down along your fingers. And if you do that in front of your children, they get to understand that if we slow the breathing down, we slow our brain down and it gives us time to sort of reset what we're doing and rethink. We can also blow bubbles. Some of the children we do in nurseries, we'll put our hands in front of our face and we'll imagine we're blowing up a balloon. And the children will say, I'm blowing my balloon and they do it nice and they do it slowly. And again, we're doing the same things. We're slowing the brain down. Now, some children need to sort of have a little bit of deep pressure because they're really struggling to regulate um, bouncing on a trampoline. It might be giving them a big tight hug or physical touch, putting pressure on their arms just to know that you are there. And what you're actually doing there is you're talking to the brain. And if you remember that in Mini Minds, we do story massage from a very early age and massage their children remember that, that it's a calming time. So the minute you put your hand on them, their brain understands what you're telling them and they begin to be calm. Another thing which is not self-promotion, but reading our mini minds books, our meditations and following that calendar really does help. It sort of put things in a row and helps children to understand it in child-friendly language. And sometimes we do tend as parents to, I don't know if you've done Emma in the past, but, mm. you know, say loads of things like, nope, you're not to do that, you know, stop now. But actually think of reducing your language. I can see you're upset. I can see that you're angry and, and empathise with them, but in a calm way. And maybe talk to your children and reflect when you're both calm. You know, talk about how they felt when they were feeling upset and angry. Where did that feeling come from? You know, did it come in your stomach? Did, did you feel it in your throat? Was it burning? Mm. You know, and then they can sort of visualise it, can't they? And we have do that a lot in nursery because it just gets them to visualise that feeling and emotion and mm. make that connection. So, yeah, I think those are some wonderful things. And I think, you know, we want to de-escalate rather than escalate. And I've learned as a parent that I can trigger my children mm. with saying or looking in the wrong way. And we've talked about that, haven't we, Emma, about yeah. your body language and how that can actually um, cause a, an absolute response from your child. You only have to sort of, oh, can't believe yeah, you're doing or, this. Or put your hands on your hips maybe and roll mm. your eyes. It's the tiny things we talk about. 93% of communication is non-verbal. So it might be a huff and a puff. It might be something like that where you roll your eyes because they've done something again in your eyes um, and they just pick up on those things. Remember that when they were babies, tiny, tiny babies, they pick up on social cues. They look at you, they watch you, they smile when you smile. That's called serve and return. So you smile, they smile back. It's part of the dance of communication. That's the start of it. So they're just going to watch everything you do, and they do, don't they? Mm, absolutely. And they pick up the mannerisms. My children take the mickey out of me beyond taking the mickey and just do all my phrases like tidy mind, tidy brain. They just use that whenever they can. They put their hands on the hips, they roll their eyes. It just shows how 
expressive I am, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I am as well. I mean, one of the things we've done in nurseries, we have rewritten our sort of behaviour management policy, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and what I'd like to do is maybe get Emma today to have a chat about what does pace and ruler mean and what strategies we are using in nursery that you could use at home. Yeah, so the ruler strategy came from a book called uh, Permission to Feel by Mark Brackett, and he's the Director of Emotional Intelligence for Yale University in the US. And he designed a strategy called Ruler, which is a way to help us recognise, understand, label, express and regulate our emotions. So generally, the ruler strategy, we jump straight to the E, which is express, and we express our our emotions straight away uh, with anger, uh, and we're reactive. Um, There might be anger or sadness or crying, and usually there's an underlying cause for that, but we express it straight away. And we don't often understand or regulate or recognise, I mean, or label what those emotions are. So how to co-regulate your child when they're doing that is to have in mind the R, the U, the L. So recognise that they're having a moment and they're struggling and they're dysregulated. Understand where it's coming from because maybe you've said no about something and then to label it. So it's frustration. It may be disappointment. You might use those words with your child, say a preschool child that may be able to understand those. But with a with a little one, like a two-year-old, you might just use the words happy and sad or you might use angry as well and then build up from there as your child gets a bit older. But if we can recognise, understand and label for our children and say it to them, verbalise it, it will help your child to express the emotion safely. So you're going to hold space for the child to have the moment where they stamp the feet and you can say I can see you're angry I understand why you're angry but you're still not having that thing then you distract and then you'd be able to regulate your child so that's the ruler strategy in a nutshell sounds great Emma and I think our parents who've attended some of our workshops have really sort of taken that haven't they and started to use it at home so tell us a little bit about pace Yeah, so PACE is another acronym, and I'm really a big fan of acronyms. Lots of the things that I use are acronyms, but this came from um, a child or clinical psychologist in America called Dan Hughes, and he created the PACE strategy, and it stands for Playful Acceptance, Curiosity and Empathy. And it's a way of being and feeling and acting and demonstrating in your kind of you weave it through your parenting so everything that you do you're playful with your child you're accepting every single child and every single person wants to be accepted and belong they want to feel seen heard and valued and the playful and the accepting thing is really key in this so even though they have the uh, dysregulated moments you still accept them the curiosity part is where you are wondering about things so you might not say I can see you're angry you could say I wonder if you're angry and if your child isn't angry they'll tell you what they feel instead and it's a good way to just open the pathways of communication there and then the E is empathy 
So that's understanding that you were a child once as well and you struggled with emotions and it's normal that they should too. So as long as you communicate that through your actions, your behaviours, your your language, all of that is how you would have pace in your family life. I think that's absolutely brilliant, Emma. And, you know, for us, we've had to reframe what we're doing at nursery and we've had to retrain our staff because we have staff that, you know, have been brought up with the kind of upbringing, mm. have been sent to your room mm. and time out. But actually, those are the things that we don't actually want to be using. We mm. want to be using things like time in and, you know, at and, and, you know, supporting our children. This is a great quote. Children don't calm down by being told to calm down. They develop the capacity for calmness for by being supported to experience calmness. Mm. And I think instead of being furious with the children, be curious. You know, why, why are they doing that? I wonder what's going on. Because they don't know. They actually have no idea why they're behaving the way they are. Yeah, and They we, don't set out to be horrible children no, and to no. push your buttons, do they, Emma? No, but we always say to a child, why have you done that? And the answer is, they don't have a clue why. Because it's an inbuilt thing. It's kind of like the fight, flight, freeze responses that they have. They don't know why they have an absolute dysregulated moment. They're just having it and it happens to them. So, and yes, they can control it to a degree. So I think that's what we need to look at. Never never saying, why have you done that? Because the answer is they don't know. It's like a silly, pointless question. Absolutely. I mean, gone are the days with Super Nanny where you sit out and think about what you do because we know it just doesn't work with children. Mm. Um, and I think if we all just think about supporting your children, understanding that they're just having that moment, and instead of having time out, have time in. What a wonderful mm. face to use that and yeah. be with your children and understand them, learn to understand how, how they function, how they're feeling, and be honest about yourself and I think that's the one of the best ways of parenting so yeah fantastic well thank you very much for listening to our podcast and uh, we look forward to joining you on the next one see you next time bye